if you've been around for more than a couple of minutes, you know I talk about phone sites a lot. And the reason I do that is <clears throat> everyone knows the power of lead pages, click funnels, and all these other programs, but they don't understand the simplicity of phone sites. It's less expensive, it's easier to use, and it's a phenomenal program. So check it out. Uh, I'll have the link in the show notes below. Definitely give phone sites a shot and see how it can help you explode your business. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we're here with Jeanette Shibley mm-hmm. and Jen Wall of Nutrition in Motion. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks great. for having us. Yeah, thank you. Cool. So tell us a little bit about yourselves and uh, Nutrition in Motion. Sure. So I'm a registered dietitian, and I'm one of the many dietitians that works with Nutrition in Motion. That's that's our logo. It's a little, <laughs> cute little apple with an N in it. Um And what I do as a dietitian is I work with people to help make sustainable, um, healthy habits through eating and food behaviors. Not always just what about what you put in your mouth, but also other contexts in which you're eating, why you're eating, how much you're eating, um, and helping people find the the balance there. Um, I don't love it when people feel guilty about what they eat or... Um, feel that they have to cheat. So finding that balance between healthy lifestyle and living a life, having some flexibility <laughs> is important to me. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. So I'm, my name is Jen. I'm the marketing director for Nutrition in Motion. So I work from a little bit more of a global perspective. Yeah. We have a network of registered dietitians um, working in uh, the New England region as well as elsewhere in the country. Okay. And um, so essentially our our role at Nutrition in Motion is to connect individuals like Jeanette um, working professionally within the field of nutrition with their patients. Um, we have a couple of different arms of the business. We work in um, workplace-based wellness programs. So we help con- um, employers connect their employees with nutrition resources. Mm-hmm. We have individual office locations where dietitians like Jeanette can practice. Um, they can, you know, clients can reach out to them, um, seek out help for, for specific uh, specific needs. And then we also have a, uh, a weight loss program that started in our Bedford location yeah. and has been very successful over the past six years now um, mm-hmm. called The Right Way. So we kind of have a couple of different arms of our programming. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So let's get into this because this is an area where clearly I struggle, <laughs> as many Americans do. Yes. Um, so this is always a fun conversation to get into. <laughs> sure. Nothing personal. Yeah. <laughs> it's always personal. It's always, yeah, it's always personal. Yeah. So I actually, every time I uh, start a conversation, I do a lot of a lot of communication with with groups talking about what we do because I find that the biggest disconnect between dietitians and um, and then being able to market their services is that dietitians are really good at helping people on a one-on-one basis. They're not great at telling people how awesome they are. So I get <laughs> I get that job, but I always start off the conversation with this is this is personal to you. Here's why it's personal to us as well. Mm-hmm. And so we can just get that out of the way. We know that talking about food is a very personal experience yes. and uh, and that's that's what we want to do. We want to dig into those details and, and help um, bridge that comfort gap so that people can really open up about uh, about things that are really personal to their lives. But not personal to you, to you today, <laughs> right now. Oh, right. <laughs> That's what I meant by not personal. <laughs> really, uh, so the first thing I found very interesting about diet, like this field, is yeah. it's constantly like, changing. Absolutely. Um, so I guess from your perspective, this would actually be interesting from your perspective, like because the industry changes so much. Like, mm-hmm. what is it like on your end as a dietitian trying to keep up with trends, fad diets, but then trying to, like, sure. steer people in a 
actual healthy way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, um, I've been, I'm still relatively new mm-hmm. being a dietitian, but even over the past few years when I have been working either in this field as in private practice or in other fields, the trends and um, the, the, the theories people come up with, whether they're science-based or not, um, are definitely different challenges that we can work through. Um, and one thing that is so wonderful about working um, with nutrition and being a dietitian is that everyone eats, everyone has some sort of stake in nutrition. However, some people, their expertise may be different than others, mm-hmm. as well as there may not always be that expertise. What works for one person may not be this the backed science that works for a more general population. Um, so working with that as well to sort of um, help people realize that there is science related to nutrition and then helping them use that science to make healthier changes in their life is um, huge. So it's really interesting being on the other end where people are seeing all these things and as a consumer I see them too and sometimes I'm like, eh whatever but then my clients are like oh it's it's brown it's uh it's groundbreaking for them and it's a whole new theory or method and so it's a different way to sort of structure the conversation um and look into it for them because sometimes it's you know i have not a clue what that is let me (laughs) let's look into that or like yeah you know there are some benefits there are some cons we're let's find something that works best for you um so yeah, it's always changing, though. Yeah, so. it is always changing, and I think what we see from the um, from the nutrition and motion perspective is the the benefit of our team um, uh, approach really comes into play there. So you yeah. talked about fad diets, and you know people having different different dietary needs, and the field is constantly growing. How do you keep up? Mm-hmm. And um, so we have this this network of dietitians that are all professionals within the field, but they all have their own personal right. It's always personal, but <laughs> <laughs> their own personal reason why they got into the field in the first place. So we. We have a dietitian that specializes in gut health. We have a dietitian who um, she used to work for Dana Farber, um, working through um, challenges with individuals that were um, struggling through or um, after cancer treatment. So uh, we have dietitians that specialize in pediatric nutrition. Um, Jeanette is a certified lactation counselor, so she has a lot of experience also, um, you know, working nutritionally with uh, postpartum moms who are working through breastfeeding. Um, so there, there are lots of different specialty areas. So, it you know, our approach doesn't require any one of our dietitians to become an expert in everything. Yeah. So, like Jeanette was saying, if somebody throws a question at her that she doesn't necessarily have an answer to, it might mean just kind of sifting through some research recently or some some things that have uh, that have come up in the recent months. But it also means that she has a, that team backing that she can say, you know what, I don't have the answer to that, but I have um, I have a person that I work with regularly that um, that does a dietitian that specializes in that area um, of sports nutrition and yeah. your training for an event, she might be a great resource for you. So, um, you know, it is it is absolutely a field that's growing constantly. And another thing um, that I think Jeanette touched on a little bit is that all of our practitioners are registered and licensed dietitians. So they are experts in the field of nutrition, whether it's in every area of the field or not, that, um, that would be kind of impossible. But they are required in order to keep up that licensure to maintain continuing education uh, requirements. Uh, I think it's every two years, right? Every two years for a license and every five years for uh, just to be a registered dietitian. Yeah. So even so, they can't remain stagnant and remain yeah. licensed. So um, there is that, that onus on, on each practitioner to keep up their education in the field. Nice. Yeah. No, I was going to say something about that. Because um, <laughs> I know 
Because I always hear this. So it, it, nutritionist is the one that's unlicensed? Correct. Is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, and it varies state by state. Yeah. So in New Hampshire, um, nutritionist is an unlicensed uh, credential. Registered dietitian is the is the credentialing okay. that you would want to look for. Okay. Because yeah. I know that can get kind of confusing. Absolutely. I know even when you get into the fitness industry, there's no actual license for f- fitness people. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it gets it's a little so hazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. How is it? So, this is, again, getting back into that. Nowadays, there's a lot of fad diets out mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of craziness. But there's also kind of a rise in being accepting of being overweight and being mm-hmm. unhealthy. Um, how is that in the, in the industry? Yeah. Because you don't want to get into the area where people consider you're fat shaming, but right, that's right. spread so far that even being like, you should probably be a little more healthy. And they're like, oh, how dare you? Right, right, yeah. Body positivity. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's hugely important, too, mm-hmm. because like Jeanette said, it's not just like a focus on food. I don't think that anybody walks into a dietitian's office and is like, fruits and vegetables, that's a new idea. Yeah. Like, that's I've not that's not the case. <laughs> like, nobody's surprised that, like, you know, that fruits and vegetables are healthy for you. Um, it's more than that. It's around the, the behaviors. And sometimes it's the it's the medical side of it, too. So mm-hmm. nobody's walking into the office and the dietitian is like, this is what you need and because, you know, I looked at you and I made this assessment. It's, um, you know, it's, it's... It goes a little deeper. It's, it goes a little bit deeper than that. So sometimes people are coming in with their labs, again, as licensed um, for, uh, medical providers. Providers, mm-hmm. um, each dietitian is is skilled and able to um, to read uh, labs that someone brings okay. in from their doctor. So that we're looking at the inside. It's not it's not a one size fits all. You know, I, for lack of a better phrase, but um, not a one size fits all approach. And our and our um, goal is really to meet every individual where they are when they walk through that door. Yeah. So whether it's behavior change that they need, whether they really do need some education on what foods are healthy and what foods they should steer away from, um, some you know education around mindfulness or um, or really just understanding what their goals are and you know where they are right now and where to find that um, that path from one end to the other so the dietitian isn't setting those goals the dietitian isn't identifying the reasoning why someone should be in there um, they're trying to take take every single person from their point a to their point B and I've worked with a, a handful of my clients they'll they'll break down in tears and you ask like what do you how do you feel about themselves because they're like I I don't like the way I look I don't have any pictures from the past few years because I've felt x y and z about myself and then it becomes it's not about the the food and like okay like losing weight or being this healthy it's all right you gotta we gotta love you gotta love who you are and finding ways to say okay this is who I am this is how I want to change but without that shame of Mm -hmm. like I'm not good enough. It's I'm I'm good enough and I want to keep moving on and I want to keep doing different things, whether it's running a marathon or um, just in, looking at a picture and not feeling that that like visceral like, oh, I just don't <laughs> like who I see, um, which is it's unfortunate that that's how our society has sort of structured itself, that people are sort of one category or another. And I think the body positivity whether you know you're x weight or y weight finding like you have value and you can still do healthy things and we can still help you with whatever your goals are even if it's not changing weight as much you know maybe eating a little healthier might help you feel better or have Mm -hmm. less knee pain or um sleep better at night those sorts of things that don't always come along with the the weight but can still lead 
can still stem from a healthier diet and eating patterns. So. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's amazing the changes in your body from just changing your diet a little bit. Because um, I know recently my mom decided just to stop eating so much sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go figure, right? <laughs> sugar, don't eat sugar. Weird. And she's like, oh, my joints don't hurt so much anymore. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Because <laughs> you wouldn't know. I'm a large individual. But I'm, I know a lot about diet and stuff because mm-hmm. I used to be in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I look at myself and I'm like, oh, i got to stop doing that. But oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just like the, the changes in your body from a little bit of your, just what you take in mm-hmm. is pretty important. Yeah. I don't think people realize yeah. it too as much as it is. Yeah, and a lot of people think that the scale is going to be this great motivator. Like, you know, I'm going to hit this point on the scale where I just can't take it anymore and I'm going to seek out help. And you would be baffled by the number of people who walk into the office saying, I know what I'm supposed to do, I just don't do it. Yeah. And, you know, the scale is not the motivator. Yeah. There has to be something else. So, you know, we'll have people, I actually have one of the dietitians that works with us, um, she has kind of made it a personal project to, every time she meets with a client that has quit smoking, that's where she starts. Mm-hmm. She starts by asking them, how did you quit smoking? What were your motivators? So that kind of leads into um, a conversation about, you know, what, what motivates them in the background. So, you know, for somebody, it might be quit cold turkey the, fa- the day I found out I was going to be a dad. Yeah. You know? And, okay, your kids are clearly your motivator. Um, so let's stop looking at the number on the scale to try to change things. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy with, you know, being winded or, um, you know, joint pain or things like that, let's talk about how it impacts your time with your kids. Yeah. And that's our path forward. And so, um, yeah, it's it's really never focused on um, on a certain appearance or weight or size. And like Jeanette said, even if, even if that's the... The first thing that's um, part of the conversation when someone walks in the room, it's generally steered in a different direction by the end of that conversation. Yeah, unfortunately, it comes up as you know, I've had a few people in my office cry, not because I make people <laughs> cry, but I just asked a question that really hit a nerve, and unfortunately, they didn't realize until that moment that they were so unhappy with X, Y, or Z in their life or their the lack of um, energy they have to play with their kids or the how they feel sort of all this pressure from around other people um, and how they feel like, you know, they're eating the salad and they're eating the healthy stuff and everyone around them's eating the, the junk food and not gaining weight and they're like, come on here, what's, what's That's a tough that's one fair? to reconcile, yeah. So um, helping them sort of realize, <laughs> you know, everyone's different, but finding those those motivators because it's, it's not always the, the first thing that pops up from a scientific side too just to kind of balance a little bit um we do focus on the in but the inside not just the emotional inside but um you know totally gone are the days of like walking into a um an office and like your dietitian gives you a big old bear hug and like measures your waist circumference and then has you step on the scale and like that's a picture of you know who you are as a person um we have a couple of pieces of technology that we're able to use on a regular basis that really help us to dig down a little bit deeper and find some different motivators for people as well so instead of measuring waist circumference and saying you know you're you're you know this healthy because your waist is this size um instead we have a body composition scale so we invested in um some advanced bioimpedance technology that allows us to measure body composition so muscle bone water and fat and um and allow us to uh to 
kind of shift the conversation away from weight loss because nobody comes into our office and says, I want to lose weight and I really hope that it's all water and bone and muscle. <laughs> Get rid of it all. Um, they want to lose fat at the end of the day. That's yeah. the that's the goal. And so this allows us to steer that, steer that conversation towards um, fat loss and potential lean body mass gain, bone density improvement through um, load-bearing activity or whatever the case might be for that individual. So it steers the conversation to a different place. It can be a really empowering tool for athletes that are coming to us or student athletes that are coming to us um, and you know trying to navigate that you know that tough part of being a teen or a collegiate athlete and um, you know how do I navigate my sport with my nutrition with wanting to have fun with my friends Um, so all of those conversations can kind of be driven by this cool technology that says hey you know if we just make the muscle go up and the fat go down we could stay baseline on a regular scale um, but we could see some really really great improvement to your performance to your energy level or whatever the case may be or your ability to kind of play around with your diet a little bit and not feel so um, you know yeah. feel so uh, challenged by it but um, and then we also have a device that measures resting metabolic rate to um, within a 95% accuracy it's called the MedGem and it's a um, exhaled breath analysis so it's an um, oxygen in carbon dioxide out how are your cells exchanging um, exchanging fuel exchanging energy so at the most basic level in your cells oxygen is coming in your cells are doing their thing and they're shooting out carbon dioxide and your lungs exhale that carbon dioxide and so the way that your body exchanges oxygen really tells um, the dietitian how your body is um, is exchanging nutrients is you know breaking down fuel and and using it as energy um, so we're able to use that none of them use it as an opportunity to micromanage anybody's calories it's not a calorie counting tool it's literally a how are your cells functioning do you have some underlying um, conditions or disorders or imbalances that are contributing to um, some challenges when you lose weight or yeah. when you're trying to lose weight yeah that's really cool. I've, I've done those mm-hmm. and they're very interesting yeah yeah <laughs> it's cool yeah it's cool. So it's like, you know, some people come in and they're like, I really want to get my metabolism tested. I, I, you know, I'm doing everything right. And, um, and I, I just can't lose weight. And they, they do tend to, um, they're in some cases they're correct. And in some cases they're just looking for an excuse. Um, we're like, well, metabolism's fu- functioning perfectly normally. So we're going to have to look at a different alternative. <laughs> Maybe stop lying to yourself. <laughs> like yeah. carrot cake doesn't equal carrots on my fitness pal. <laughs> Um, And that's another thing that um, Jen's her touch upon is we'll look at the the big spectrum, how people are doing with um, their their physical health, but we'll also, we can make referrals to other places. We have a nurse practitioner on staff who's really awesome. um, And sometimes she can find the things that the dietitians weren't that weren't going to come up with the, the the discussions and the focuses with the dietitians maybe didn't come up with anyone else but with the the nurse practitioner boom some question was answered that hadn't been asked before hmm. and that can give an insight as to so why are you feeling so crummy why why is the weight packet on with no lifestyle changes um and then we can also make referrals to physical activity um and other other health and wellness um, practitioners that may be helpful for that person who needs support from all angles and needs to build that base of, it's not just about what they're eating, but also about the mental health piece and the the staying active um, and having that little cushion of um, support Mm -hmm. can be really awesome for a lot of people. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 
I had something funny rolling around my head. Oh, um, <laughs> this isn't funny. Do, are there any bod pods in the area? Just a question. I don't know if anyone's even familiar. So with I've that. had I've done bod pod twice, yeah. and I've had to travel for it. There was one in Bedford for a little while. I'm not sure though. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a side question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've I've done it twice, but once was um, traveling to meet with a dietitian um, mm, in Massachusetts. So. So it's pretty cool. So let's say the bioimpedance scale is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, they are. It's, it's you know nothing like pretending to be in an airplane and having a pressure sucked out of your head. Okay, that is pretty yeah. cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> Except for you have to like strip down to your skivvies and put on a swim cap. So yeah. <laughs> that's slightly less cool. Our, yeah. Ours is a lot less yeah. <laughs> intimidating and time consuming. That's probably clothing um, can be worn. <laughs> yeah. So let's say client comes in brand new. Yeah. Um, what is their first experience? Sure. So, then, yeah. So for Jeanette makes them cry. Yeah, <laughs> no. She is very mean, I can tell. <laughs> Apparently I asked the right questions or the wrong questions. Um, I spend that first appointment trying to get to know them, like what their goals are, some of their history, and then um, depending on where that conversation goes and what their goals are, um, and some of their, their past experiences, talking about some of the macronutrients, um, and making some some quick changes that they can do that are going to be sustainable. So sometimes they come in, they're like, oh, I don't eat breakfast, and then I have a headache at 9 o'clock, and maybe I should eat breakfast. Okay, that's a great place to start. <laughs> Why don't we work on breakfast? What might that look like? What times? What's going to help you prepare for breakfast? Oh, you also have to prepare breakfast for your kids? what would happen if you made another portion <laughs> for you? And so working through some of those. Um, and then following appointments, looking at how their, um, how their diet might be changing, weight changes um, up or down depending on their goals. Um, we can use the body composition test to check and see are they gaining muscle, are they losing fat, where are they landing? Um, but it's a, a wide variety. Sometimes a client comes in and they're like, this is what I want. Let's work on that. And other times it's like, I don't know. I, I should probably lose some weight. My doctor said I should do this. You know, <laughs> like, all right. So sort of finding where they are yeah. and helping them. If I have a um, couple clients who they are, they're very set on certain ways and they're not willing to change those yet. Yeah. And definitely not in the first appointment, probably not for a couple appointments before we sort of look at pulling that apart and saying, okay, what's what's not working about this? What is working? Mm -hmm. Working on the things that are a little bit more attainable so that way they can get some momentum going, maybe see some of those changes or maybe feel a little bit better um, and then continue to gradually grow upon, okay, you got breakfast down. Like, let's make, let's talk about that evening snack that is three cups of ice cream and like, yeah. let's talk about those cookies and working the way up to the things that are maybe a little bit more ingrained in what they're doing. Um, at some point in my counseling, I like to talk about sort of their food rules and what growing up looked like, particularly for my older clients who have had um, 30, 40, 50 years of doing the same thing. Yeah. And now you're sort of talking about, you know, do you always have to clean your plate? And they're like, well, yes. All right, what happened? What was going on when you were younger? Where'd that expectation come from? And then finding ways to gently allow some flexibility there or to, to change up routines so it's not the same routines they've had since they were seven years old that are now not so great for their their 60-year-old self. Yeah. Um, so 
trying to meet them where they are, but also trying to give them some good guidelines and then structure education around what they're going to need. Um, and if a client comes in and says, yeah, I don't want to talk about that at all. I want to talk about this shake that I'm trying. Like, we can talk about that. You know, maybe we can adjust the recipe to be more nutritionally sound. Maybe finding a different product would be a little bit better, but it's not a matter of, well, I want to talk about this for you. So we're going to just, <laughs> we're going to forget what you want to talk about. We have a list. So, um, sort of, sort of going where they are yeah. um, for the most part. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's like, I just had a picture of a first meeting. Jeanette's like, you, salad. <laughs> tears. <laughs> dry. <laughs> That's where the tears come from. <laughs> oh, dry salad. I'd cry too. <laughs> Actually, I feel like um, what I what I hear from dietitians most often is how frequently they're dispelling bad nutrition myths. Mm -hmm. So, yes. you know, the, the myth that if you want to increase your fruit and vegetable intake, you have to eat salad, like, in abundance. Or um, So I, I, they do a lot of... Uh, a lot of work around um, just kind of navigating some of those myths um, around eating healthy and how to make you know healthy food actually taste good. We've got tons of recipes, and there are so, so many, many people that um, that are their eyes are open to the fat. You know, I can, and I know fat is is starting to come come back. Like people are realizing that eliminating fat was actually a very bad thing for our mm -hmm. diet. Um, but you know, either understanding how to read labels so that they can navigate what's what's healthy and what's not you know versus the the front label looking at the back um but i i do hear a lot of stories about just simply navigating um healthy eating and dispelling some of those myths like you know nobody's going to ask you to build a macrobiotic garden in your backyard in order to be healthy and there's no in between you know it's big mac or or salad there's nothing else that, that's an option so um you know they feel like they big do mac, a lot yeah. of that yeah <laughs> definitely the big mac. <laughs> um, can you hear sarcasm in the podcast? <laughs> <Not> sarcasm. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So like yeah. navigating some of that, like, you know, hey, that thing you thought was really bad for you is maybe not the worst option. Yeah. Um, and that thing that you thought was healthy, um, there's a lot of hidden ingredients in there that, that you didn't know about. And it's it's not your fault because as consumers, there are a lot of there's a lot of money out there. Um going into making unhealthy food look healthy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, yeah. dietitians um, with our team and just in general professionals in the in the field of nutrition are constantly fighting that battle of navigating what what is actually helpful for our body, what is not not as healthful. I mean, there are some things that it's just like, no, that's not a good thing to put in your body. But there's a lot of gray area, too, where that mindfulness mm -hmm. and, yeah. you know, understanding those behaviors um, really come into play. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, there's some things I was going to bring up, but I'll bring them off camera. Because um, <laughs> I just said I had a weird thought in my head. But yeah, so is there anything else you guys wanted to go over? Because um, I know, where are you guys located? I know you guys are from this area, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my offices, I have an office in Manchester and an office in Derry. Okay. Um, so I am between those all the time. Yeah. Um, but... I can also do worksite wellnesses, like Jen mentioned in the beginning, mm -hmm. where if a, a company, big or small, wanted to have a dietitian come in, I like to think of it as bringing the dietitian to work. <laughs> so come in and teach a class, and then I could do one-on-one -on -one appointments during work hours. So like during a lunch break or during a pre-set time frame or right after work, depending on when people go in or um, leave for shifts. But um, that can be a great option. I'm licensed in New Hampshire and Massachusetts. Nice. So 
I can travel as well. <laughs> so if there's an, uh, a workspace that wanted to have um, a dietitian come in, there wouldn't be any issue in, in terms of getting me to um, to go there. So, cool. awesome. yeah. Yeah, just from a global perspective, if you don't yeah. mind for a second. Yeah, so the, the goal of Nutrition in Motion is really to improve access to quality nutrition resources yeah. in the areas that we're serving. Um, so like I said, we currently have offices kind of all over the all over the place, and they're all listed on our website and all that good stuff. Um, but the reality is that improving access doesn't mean that we kind of pop up and then wait for people to come to us. Mm-hmm. So like Jeanette mentioned, we have our worksite-based wellness programs or community-based wellness programs, even if you wanted to mm-hmm. take it into a broader sense, where, mm-hmm. um, you know, dietitians in order to in order to practice um, don't need to be like in our in our office um, you know it's not like going to see your doctor yeah um, it's it's a conversation in most cases um, we had a dietitian take a family on a store a grocery store tour because mom and teen um, you know were struggling with um, navigating grocery shopping and yeah. reading food labels in the office wasn't wasn't working and so they went they actually went and met at market basket for a for a session and um, they walked around the grocery store and looked at food labels for half an hour um, and so it's it's flexible it's moldable we've done programs within fitness centers where you know a bunch of people from that from that particular gym want to you know do a program and the dietitian will go on site once a week and meet with people individually and teach classes and you know, we've got lots of different um, access points or opportunities for people to access our services. On the flip side of that, um, being accessible doesn't necessarily just mean physically present, um, but a lot of times what we hear from people is, you know, that would be great if I could get help with all of these things, but I can't afford it. It doesn't fit into my budget. I'm already doing X, Y, and Z. Eating healthy is expensive enough. I can't afford it. Um, And so one of the additional benefits to all of our practitioners being licensed medical providers is we do accept insurance for our services. Um, And dietitians uh, at this point in time are covered under preventive services, which Mm. means that a lot of our patients are not paying any copay or any deductible for services, or if they are, it's um, it's not as exorbitant a cost as getting hit with a bill um, after after you know meeting with your doctor. And we do a lot of work as far as the medical community goes. We do a lot of work um, in comparison to some of our colleagues in other specialty areas to make sure that people understand their coverage before they even come to see us. And so you know we have resources and tools for people to be able to check and understand their coverage prior to their uh, prior to their appointment and we do a lot of education around that as well so our goal is not just to increase access by like being there and showing up but also making sure that people financially have the resources to be able to access our services um, and you know try to make uh, try to make it reasonably accessible even if people are paying out of pocket so Cool. So access is the key, um, and you know, again, dispelling myths here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's not also everywhere. not exorbitantly expensive or difficult to find a professional in the fields that that can work with you and hear what you have to say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my little shtick on <laughs> on things. But <laughs> where to find us? <laughs> yeah. Cool. So uh, yeah. So to take one step further, how do people reach out and get in touch with you? So we have a lovely website. Um, so we're www.nimnh.com. So that stands for Nutrition in Motion. New Hampshire, our our first <laughs> state where we opened. Um, and we've got tons of contact information there. We also have um, a you know, receptionist um, manned phone line at uh, 603-518-5859. And um, our email address 
if you want that too, is um, just RD, so for registered dietitian, at NIMNH.com. So lots of places to reach out. We've got lots of resources on the website. All of our locations are listed, and we even have an opportunity. If people are interested in reaching out and requesting appointment, there's a there's a spot on the site to do that as well. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining me. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Thank you guys for watching. Um, if you need help with this type of thing, definitely reach out. It is a growing problem in the country, as you can clearly see. <laughs> we are very aware. Um, so if you need help, get it. <laughs> so thank you guys so much, and see you all next time. <laughs> Want more New Hampshire Business Show? Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and www.nhbusinessshow.com.